Hi, and welcome back to another Practicing Alchemy podcast. It's your host, Allie, and today we are going to be talking about losing control and discovering peace. So, I was not planning on doing this episode this week. I actually had planned to do a guest speaker this week, my friend Kenio, who I'm constantly talking about in this podcast. We were going to do one together. I was going to have her come on, record the session, yada, yada. It was going to be great. Well, it was great. We did all that, actually. I called her. We had a Zoom session. Then when the Zoom meeting was converting afterwards into an MP3 or MP4, whatever it is, that I could put on here, um, my laptop started to die. So I went downstairs, plugged it in, and it said it was going to take a while, so I walked away from it. Well, when I walked back later, I could not find the file. I don't know where the file went. I don't know if it even downloaded, converted. I can't find it. I've looked everywhere. It's out in cyberspace somewhere, I guess. So my beautiful plan, this beautiful podcast that we created together, this great episode um, was gone and we'll never be able to recreate it because we just talked. I lost control of that situation. I wasn't able to plan it and keep it just the way I wanted and it was super frustrating. So now I'm here on Saturday afternoon. Didn't have a plan if that first plan failed and now I'm doing this podcast which actually fits very well because this whole podcast is about releasing control of things and then discovering your own peace. So that's what I'm doing about that situation. I'm releasing control over that beautiful podcast I created we created, and I'm going to discover peace in this podcast. I have a lot of trouble relinquishing control since leaving college, actually, and I had that horrible breakup and started going to therapy. I realized that I had a lot of anxiety, and I have had a lot of anxiety my whole life. I just never knew what it was. When I started going to therapy, I realized it was, in fact, anxiety and it manifested in a lot of different ways in my life. And, you know, some days are harder than others. I have more anxiety than others and some days are super breezy. So learning my own anxiety has helped me to navigate life better. But I have pinpointed, you know, sort of the biggest cause for anxiety. And I think, I don't know if this is everyone's biggest cause for anxiety, but mine is not having control, and this shows up in a ton of ways, you know. In social situations, I don't have control of the people I'm around, what they're going to say, how it's going to make me feel. When I'm trying to plan something, I go over the top because I want to make sure everything is exactly the way it should be, you know. So, when I don't have 100% control over how the day is going to look, how it's going to happen, that's tricky. Or when, you know, I'm called into work because my boss wants to meet with me. I have no control over the conversation that's about to happen. So that gives me a lot of anxiety, not knowing what is going to happen so that I can prepare a reaction to it. Yeah, so that's been something that I've had to learn to work my way through. And it's, I don't want to say that it gets easier because I really don't know if it does. But I think that I've started to learn more about myself. So at least I know what to expect. And I use this a lot in my relationships with my parents, my friends, my girlfriend, just going to them beforehand with whatever I'm stressed about and saying like, hey, I'm anxious about this. Like I've done my absolute best to control every part of this situation, but I know 
there are so many uncontrollables. So I'm letting you know that like I could get anxious, I could get nervous, my stomach hurts, whatever. And just being open and upfront and honest about that with them and myself, knowing that, all right, I really don't want to do this. I feel really yucky about it. I don't have a lot of control of the situation, but I'm going to do it anyway because I've already mapped out in my head what the worst case scenario is and I've prepared for that. So I know what to do if worst case happens and that's how I have to go about a lot of things in my life and that may sound sad, but it's not really. I I feel good about it. It gives me a sense of control over the things that I can control, which I'm starting to find out is not a lot. Basically, the only thing I can control is myself. Um, how I react to things, what I say, what I do with my body. You know, if I'm not liking something, I can control my part of the situation. I can leave. You know, I can walk away. I can stop talking. So there are a lot of things that I can do myself to take care of that part of things. Well, that side of things. So today, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. I have two, I think they're funny now, (laughs) two funny stories that were not funny at the time but sort of reminded me that I really don't have control. You really don't have control. We don't have a lot of control at all. This world is sort of happening around us and we're just navigating all of the ups and downs and wrong turns and flat tires that come our way. So that's basically all it's about. A while back, I actually wrote a poem on this. So I'm going to share you guys a poem that I wrote, which I don't think I've ever done or do that often, I guess. It's kind of weird to talk my poems aloud because, I don't know, I just feel like I do them weird in my voice. But I'm going to try it today. Hopefully, it doesn't come out super cheesy or weird. But if it does, it's fine because I'm never going to listen to this again, except when I edit this episode and then never again after that. So, I actually should probably get into the habit of titling my poems, but I don't. So, um, we're just going to jump right into it. Often the universe sends us signs, yet because of our humanness, we have a tendency to misread, ignore, or simply miss them. This does not bother the universe. It's the universe for goodness sakes. She will continue to send signs until we understand and listen. Unfortunately, after multiple failed attempts, the universe is forced to try harder, become more creative and we are left exhausted and somewhat lost. We may even feel that the universe doesn't care about us, but it is just the opposite. The universe loves us so much, she will allow us to hurt for a short while because she knows how it will help us in the future. We must trust in this process and trust in her. As you noticed in my poem, I use the word universe and I use the noun she. Pronoun? I don't know. Noun. I think it's noun. No, pronoun. Definitely pronoun. Okay, we're going with pronoun confidently. I use the pronoun she. That is my truth. As I spoke in one of my other podcast episodes, I'm speaking my truth on this podcast. Whatever your truth is, great. Just substitute that in there. If you want to say God instead of universe, go for it. If you want to say he instead of she, go for it. Main point of my podcast was that things happen and whatever higher power out there, I think they are trying to help us and try and guide us in the right direction. So sometimes when we continuously mess up, it's not because we're failures, but because we're going about things the wrong way or we're trying to, you know, 
force a square peg into a round hole. That's like the old people version of the phrase. I don't know if we have one in a new phrase. Maybe like trying to send a tweet on Instagram. (laughs) I just made that up and I'm really proud of it. Okay. Anyway, so that was my poem. And now I'm going to dive in to a beautiful story about how I did not listen to the universe and how it really backfired. Let's rewind about a year now, I think, a year and a half maybe. I was playing soccer in Sweden. Uh, My girlfriend Stacy was in Australia playing, and she planned to come visit me in Sweden for about a month. She was going to come hang out with me in Sweden with my family, and then after my family left, her and I were going to continue on and take a little side trip to Budapest and then Prague. I was super excited about this. We got to Budapest. We're having a great time. Uh, Well... That's another story, but we're having a good time for the most part. And then the day we were supposed to leave for Prague, we checked in for our flights. I think this was the issue. So the day we were supposed to leave for Prague, I forgot to check in until like right before we left. So it was like an hour before we flew out, I think. And I was like, oh shoot, I need to check in for the flight. So we're on the bus, shuttle bus, getting taken to the airport and I'm checking in for us thought that'd be fine. I mean, I check in, you can check in at the airport if you want. Well, that's if you're not flying a super, super cheap budget airline. Um, I think it was Ryanair. I think that's what we were flying. So we get to the airport, we're waiting in line, we get all the way to the front, and the guy asks for our confirmation code and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I just checked in like an hour ago. Um, This is the email I have. And he's like, that's not the right email. I'm like, what do you mean? I I just checked in for this flight. He said, well, you have to check in two hours or before, like two or more hours before the flight. Otherwise, you have to pay a fee to get them to print your ticket, to get us to print your ticket here. I'm like, okay, I don't understand. Like, Stacy and I just waited about 45 minutes in this massive line to get told that we don't have a ticket and we have to go print one off. So I'm... I am not good at this. My anxiety is like through the roof because all these plans I had got to the airport, the huge plans we had in Prague, this flight, everything were starting to dwindle and that was stressing me out so much. So she walks over to the counter, comes back about 15 minutes later. Not good news. Ryanair, I think it's Ryanair, wanted her to pay 200 euros each for us to print our tickets. So 200 for her to print her ticket, 200 for me to print my ticket. Euros are basically American dollars, like the conversion rate. So almost $400 to fix our flight tickets. Mind you, the flight to Prague was like an hour or something. It was so short. And when we bought it, I bought it, it cost me like $71. It was a super cheap budget flight, like I just said. So we're standing there at the airport. I'm about in tears because I'm so frustrated with myself that I didn't check in on time. Why didn't I set an alarm? Why didn't I set a reminder? Meanwhile, I am discovering that Stacy is even worse in high-pressure situations than I am, which was not good news to me because I was already freaking out. But Stacy's sitting next to me, almost crying, just saying, I want to go home. I want to go home. Like, she was no help. Stacy, I love you, but oh my God, like I have so much anxiety. You can't put this all on me. So I'm frustrated and mad and even more mad at her because she's doing nothing to help the situation. So we decide, well, we're not getting on that flight. We're not paying $400 for this flight. That's ridiculous. We're close enough. Like the country is just next door, basically. 
let's look for buses. Well, honestly, I'm saying this in my head. She's not talking to me. (laughs) So I start looking for buses. I find us two buses later that night. It's like 12 p.m. right now. I find two buses for like 11 p.m., 60 bucks each, I think, and we'll get to Prague still around the same time the next morning, although the bus ride is going to be about six hours. But hey, we're finding another solution. I'm very proud of myself at this point for managing, you know, crisis management 101. Don't call me, but I made it. I did it. So I buy the tickets. I buy the tickets and then I say, all right, here's the deal. I bought the tickets. We're getting on a bus later tonight. Let's go catch the shuttle back to the town center and we'll just mess around until later, you know, walk around the city some more and then we'll catch our bus. So we do. We leave. She's still a nightmare to be around, but I'm like, let's let's just go. Like, this is all we can do at this point. So she starts to warm up to the idea and is like, thanks, sorry, I just kind of lost my mind a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, duh, I get it. Me too. Whatever. So we go walk around Budapest with our bags. We have this giant checked bag that we're passing back and forth. Comes to like 9.30 or so, 10 p.m. Our bus is at 11. So we find a taxi, take this taxi to the bus station. As we're in the taxi to the bus station, we cross over the Danube and we're on the other side of Budapest. I believe it's the Buda side, which is, you know, like the more residential area, older homes. And as the taxi's taking us out, we're getting further and further from civilization. Like, there's no more lights, like, no more street lights, no more people walking around. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, it's like sub- suburbia, you know, everyone's in bed at 9 p.m. The taxi drops us off at the bus and train station. It's a bus and train station. It's not lit. There's no lights. The entire building is dark. We walk inside. No one's in there. We walk back outside. We walk over to another building. No one is there. We walk down some steps towards the train track. Stacy finds a conductor, ma'am, lady. I don't think she's a conductor. A train, a train attendant. We'll call her that. Muddles her way through the English and we find out, okay, we are definitely taking a bus. It's not a train. We honestly weren't sure of anything at this point. So knowing that it was a bus was a big win. So we're like, okay, let's go walk over to sort of the bus depot area. We walk over there. We're waiting. We got there way too early, like an hour and a half early. So we're waiting. We're waiting. Finally, like half an hour before the bus is supposed to come, some people finally start showing up. So we're like, okay, great. We start asking around because we don't, we don't want to miss our bus. And we say, okay, where, where are you guys heading? Yeah, I'm, I'm heading to Prague. Okay, great. So we stand next to them. We're waiting, we're waiting. As I'm looking, I'm starting to feel like not great about the situation because the bus was supposed to be there at 11 and now it's already 11, 11.05. Like five minutes keep passing and I'm not confident about what's going on. It's about 11.15, the bus finally rolls in and it's a Flix bus. If any of you have traveled, it's just a name of a bus, but it's a pretty common one for cheap bus tickets. I'm looking on our ticket and I did not buy a Flix bus ticket. I bought an Omnia ticket. I didn't know if that was maybe a company that like owned Flixbus or it was like a travel agency kind of thing. So we still stand there. And by this time, I'm getting really nervous. Everyone's handing the bus driver, they're there now and people are getting on. Everyone's handing the bus driver their tickets and he's scanning something. But I look at our paperwork, there's nothing to scan. You know, it says from, from Budapest to Prague. I'm getting stressed. We get up to the front of the line. Stacy hands him the ticket. He looks at it and says, no this isn't, this isn't my bus. You're on the wrong bus. So at this point, I am near tears. 
we grab the tickets and we're like, what, where are we supposed to go? No one can help us. There's no one here to help us. So we run over to the other side of the parking lot where the taxi person dropped us off and we're, there's nothing, there's nothing there. There's no one there, no taxi drivers, nothing. And we realize we've missed our bus. We have now missed our flight and we've missed our backup bus. You guys, I don't think you understand the seriousness of this. <laughs> like we were meant to go from Budapest to Prague, Prague back to Sweden. We were going to be in Prague for about four or five days. So now we've missed our flight and our bus. How are we supposed to get there? Are we going to keep paying money to try and get to Prague and only have a couple of days now? Or do we go back to Sweden? Like, what do we do? At this point, all we can think about is how the F do we get out of this area? <laughs> because no one's around. We can't catch another bus. We can't catch another train. We're just over it at this point. So we start walking, you guys. Like, legitimately, we start walking. And this wouldn't normally be a big a big deal, but we had a giant checked bag that was about 50 pounds full. And we didn't know where we were. We didn't have Wi-Fi. We didn't have data. So we're just walking. Thank goodness I sort of remember directions. So we start walking on this very dimly lit road. We're probably walking about 15 minutes and we see a tram, a tram track, I should say. The public transport system in Hungary was pretty good. So we knew that trams would take us hopefully near the town center. We wait on the track for about 10 minutes and realize it's 11.30 p.m. I have no idea when the next tram is coming. So we keep walking some more. I'm miserable. She's miserable. We're not even talking at this point. We're just pushing this luggage around. We walk about another 20 minutes and find another tram. And, and we think, okay, let's buy a ticket for this tram. So we buy a ticket on the little machine and we wait for the tram. There were some other people standing there. We thought that was a positive sign. We stand at the tram. It finally comes. We're like, oh, thank God. One thing right today. We get on the tram and start riding it. <laughs> and like four minutes later, the tram stops. And we're like, okay. And then a loud, someone comes over the loudspeaker and is like, this is the end of the line. You need to exit the tram. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Of course. Of course, it's the end of the line. So we get off and... To be fair, we're mildly closer to the town center than we were before, so that's good, but not close enough. So, ooh, we are walking. We don't know how to check any prices for hotels or anything. At this point, we've just decided, let's get a hotel for the night, but we can't check any prices because we don't have Wi-Fi or data. So we start walking some more, and we're walking, and we're walking, and we cross a bridge, and we walk some more. We start getting towards the center of town. At least we're on the right side of the bridge now, where more touristy things are. We start walking down alleys and poking our heads in hotels and seeing what the price is for one night. It's ridiculous. The first place is like $235 for a night. We're like, no, no, no. It's like 1 a.m. at this point. We're not paying 200 something dollars to spend like eight hours in your hotel. So we keep walking. Next hotel, no availability. Next hotel, no availability. Next hotel. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, we are walking forever, pushing this stupid freaking baggage around. Finally, we stumble upon a Ritz, a Ritz Carlton. We already know this is going to be ridiculously out of our price range, but we thought, why not just entertain the idea? We walk inside. The guy says it's like $350. And we're like, all right, 
I mean, I'm at this point, I'm ready to just lay down in the middle of the road and let whatever happened to me happen. <laughs> uh, we're sitting there and we can hop on Wi-Fi at the Ritz right outside. Thank God. So we get on Wi-Fi and start looking for hotels. We find one that's like a 20 minute walk. That sounds like the worst thing in the world to me. Mind you, at this point, we'd been walking almost two and a half hours, so 20 minutes was nothing, but I just couldn't bear the idea of walking another 20 minutes. But we do. So we get up and walk ourselves over to this hotel, another 20 minutes, just under three hours of walking at this point. We get there, and the guy says, oh, I'm sorry, we have no availability. I've just about lost my mind. I'm thinking at this point, we may as well just walk all night. Let's just find a bench, and then sit down on it until 6 a.m. and then we can try and figure out something else once things are open in the morning. But we don't because the nice man at the desk says, we have a sister hotel that's right down the street. They just opened up. They should have availability. So we walk some more. Another 10 minutes we get there. God bless the sweet lady who was working reception because she helped us out. She gave us a deal on a room. So instead of $130, we paid 90 so my sweet little Stacy paid $90 for us to stay in a hotel. Mind you, by the time we got in, it was about 2.30 a.m., 3 a.m., and checkout was at 10. So that was really fun. We get up to the room and we start looking at flights. We said, all right, that's it. We're not going to Prague. For some reason, the universe does not want us to get to Prague. And I am done trying to fight the universe on this. This is me saying it to her. <laughs> I'm done. Obviously, there's a reason we're not supposed to get there. I don't know why, but I'm not going to keep forcing it because I'm getting so frustrated. So let's just go back to Sweden. That's what we're going to do. We both sat there, found a flight on Lot Airways, leaving for Sweden tomorrow, well, that afternoon at 2 p.m. So we buy the flight, both of us buy the flight, and we go to sleep at approximately 3.30 a.m. We wake up at around 10 a.m. because I was thinking, oh, we can have a nice late checkout, but we can't because we have to get to the airport by like 12 because it's an international flight, which means we have to leave here at about 11 because we're taking a shuttle bus, which means we have to get up at like 10. So I probably sleep about six hours maybe. I'm not even sure it was that much because I was so angry and upset the whole night. And then we pack all of our stuff back up and walk ourselves to the shuttle bus. We take the shuttle bus to the airport, round two, what a great time, and we get our dang butts on that flight, and we fly back to Sweden, and it was the worst experience that I have been through, probably. There were some bad experiences, but that was the worst travel experience, hands down, bar none, would never wish that upon my worst enemy. It was awful, and the whole time, I just kept thinking, I have no control over the situation. No matter how hard I am trying right now to find a solution and fix these problems, it's not working. And I was just exhausted. I felt like I was fighting an impossible fight. And to this day, I have no idea why it didn't work out. Like, you know, sometimes you have those situations where you don't go to the baseball game or whatever and you find out, oh, your your ex was at the baseball game. So that was a good thing. You didn't make it there. Then you didn't have to see them. Well, this is one of those stories that I don't have a reason why. I still to this day cannot think of a reason why the universe 
God didn't want us to go to Prague. All I know is we didn't make it to Prague and it was terrible. The whole situation was so terrible. We got back to Sweden and we were just exhausted, just like laid around my apartment for about four days and did nothing because I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I was so sad. Yeah. And it's just times like that when you have these big things that you are trying to control and plan and organize. Don't get me wrong. You should definitely plan and organize some things in your life, but also plan for it to not go your way and be okay with that. I've started trying to have an idea in my head of what I want. And then in that moment when it's happening, relinquish control and know that that moment is going to turn into whatever it's going to turn into with or without my saying. So I can either get frustrated and let this affect my mood and the rest of my day and the way I treat people, or I can accept that I did my best and now it's not up to me. It's not mine to take on. And that's what this Budapest Prague trip taught me. To this day, I think it's one of those moments that I'm always going to remember and remind myself of when I'm forcing things too much. That it's really not up to me and I can do my absolute best, but when I keep pushing and keep forcing, it's only going to frustrate me and it's only going to ruin my stuff. It's not helping anyone for me to keep pushing and forcing and getting frustrated. It truly is out of our control at some point. Like I said, you can prep and plan and organize and do your best to create this idea in your head of what you want to be doing, where you want things to be going, who you want to be dating, but it might not look the way that you think it's going to look. And that's okay. The universe is constantly in energy and moving and changing and so are you and so am I and all these changes and shifts are meant to help us. At the very least, they're meant to make us grow and understand something that maybe we were missing before. So if you're having a day like that or a week like that or a year like that, I think a lot of us are having a year like that. Try to let it go. I know that's a big ask, but try to remember that you're doing your best with whatever you have, wherever you are. And if you are doing your best and showing up in the best way you can, it's going to work out. Maybe not in the way that you think it's going to work out, but all things come together for good. So even if all you do is learn a lesson, that lesson is something you're not going to forget now. I am never going to forget that if I fly Ryanair, I need to check in as early as I can, 24 hours if I can, before the flight. I'll never make that mistake again because I've learned that now. And I've also learned to be a better traveler, plan a lot of things, and then just make sure I get myself to the airport in enough time so I won't be stressed out. All of these mistakes and frustrating things that I've had to go through have all taught me something important that now I use in my life that have helped me grow and brought me new opportunities and ones that weren't stressful and terrible. <laughs> so that's my message today, that sometimes the best thing you can do is lose control. And when you relinquish this control, you'll discover a peace in knowing that you've done your best, but whatever is meant to come to you will come to you. It's not up to you any longer. And when you are able to take that weight off your shoulders, you're able to be more mindful of the things you do have in this moment. The place you were at, 
the people you're with, the feelings you're experiencing, they're able to be amplified that much more when you can stop and let go, relinquish control, and just let yourself be in this moment because it's magical. This very moment is magic. So be magical with this moment. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you laughed a little. I hope this episode made you laugh because it wasn't supposed to be super sad or frustrating. Although if you're like me, you probably listen to this and just get more frustrated as it goes. (laughs) But it's funny now. Um, Stacy and I still talk about it all the time, about our nightmare from Budapest. But the great news is, if you guys have listened to this podcast, you know that round two, we did it again. We went back to Hungary this year to play soccer, and it wasn't a nightmare. <laughs> Besides the virus, the actual time we were there was great. Traveling was great. We had no issues with that. So maybe that's why we were supposed to go back. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope that you learned something today. I hope that you laughed. I hope that you can make a connection. And I hope that you find peace and discover your own peace. Create your own peace in the chaos that is losing control. For those of you who have ordered a how-to-be paperback book, I know it's taking forever and I'm so sorry, but I've started to notice that people are getting theirs now. A few of my customers have started to get theirs and post about it on Instagram. Thank you so much to those of you who have. Logan, Ashley, Yaya, thank you guys so much for posting about it. Um, And those of you who are still waiting, I'm sure it's coming soon. The USPS is doing their absolute best. Shout out to all of you guys because it's been a crazy time. So yeah, just keep checking your mailboxes. I'm hoping they all get here within the next week or two. And yeah, that's all I have. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, if you have any suggestions or comments, you can hop over to my Instagram at Practicing Alchemy and shoot me a DM. Or you can send me an email, which I've linked in the bio of this podcast episode. Thanks for listening, you guys. I love you all and God bless.